Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 196. Who cares? Day three of Philadelphia Eagles training camp is in the books. Hot day today. Short practice only went an hour and 10 minutes today. Uh, tomorrow, we have a practice that begins at 5, 5.30 p.m., which is way out of the ordinary for one that's just at the Novacare Complex as opposed to like an open uh, you know, fans invited kind of practice at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, anyway, I'm Jimmy Kemsky from uh, phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. How are you holding up there, buddy? Jimmy, day three, and we have some big news to get to here at the top of the podcast. But before we get into that, I need to mention that BGN Radio brought to you by Rights to Sell and Craft Turkey. Go to rightstosell.com, discount code BGN15, 15% off, same discount code at wildnaturepet.com for 15% off dog treats. Jimmy, it's time to commit a huge sin and talk about a player who used to play for the Eagles that we're right. not allowed to talk about anymore legally, but we have to today. Yeah, there is nothing that happened in Eagles training camp today that's more important than what happened uh, today in Colts training camp, which is that Carson Wentz is out indefinitely with a foot injury. And actually, just the latest tweets that uh, I saw here, excuse me one second while I bring these up from... Uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and the like. Um, it looks like, okay, so Mike Garofalo will treat an update on Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. He will see noted foot specialist Robert Anderson in the near future, sources tell me in rap sheet, uh, a former timeline for his, or excuse me, uh, I don't know exactly what he meant to say, but he's got a type here, typo here, but he says a timeline for his return will be established at that point. For now, the team is taking solace in week one, still being six weeks away. And then uh, Ian Rappaport quote tweets that saying, uh, all options are on the table, including a minor surgical procedure. The hope is to avoid it, but it's possible. Either way, if Carson Wentz misses games, it's not likely to be many. So like initially it was like, okay, there aren't so con- the, the Colt, like I guess one of their local reporters said, the Colts don't seem so concerned about it. Like, you know, it's only July. It's, you know, they're, they're six weeks away. It'll be fine. And then it's gotten sort of, as the reports have sort of trickled in throughout the day, it's gotten progressively worse. And this matters, of course, not because it's Carson Wentz and he used to be the Eagles quarterback. And we're going to compare him versus Jalen Hurts for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. It matters because the Eagles second round pick from the Colts becomes a first round pick if, and you already know all this, but if uh, Wentz plays 70% of the games and the Colts make the playoffs or snaps. He, 70% of the snaps rather, or he plays 75% of the snaps, uh, whether they make the playoffs or not. So not good uh, for the Eagles uh, potential for that second round pick to become a first round pick. Uh, 
And, you know, Brandon, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but mm. uh, Mr. Wentz is uh, an injury prone fella. And uh, it would seem that he's uh, unvaccinated as he has refused to answer any questions about vaccinations. And he's been masked up for all of his uh, press conferences. So there's, you know, two things now that could potentially keep him from uh, playing uh, the, you know, as many snaps as possible this season. Not good. Yeah, not great for the Eagles' sake of getting a first-round pick in 2022. Maybe kind of a little uh, sigh of relief for the Eagles themselves, the front <laughs> office, like the people who traded him, kind of not having to worry potentially about him, like having this awesome season right, where everything right. goes right, and they're like kicking themselves, which I don't really think, you know, I'm not thinking about as much because I don't really see that happening. But the first-round pick angle is certainly concerning. And as I, I've said to you, I think maybe, I don't know if we talked about this when we were talking about Wednesday the other day, but I was, I think I did. It's like that pick is really significant because that pick could go a long way in determining who the next Eagles quarterback of might be. Yeah. So it's like this, it's a decision, it's a, it's not like this thing that kind of has like short-term implications. This could have very, very long-term and very significant, meaningful implications for the Eagles franchise as a whole. So we'll see. Uh, at the very least, Jimmy, I think it's worth noting that you know even if like the best case scenario here, realistically, and Wentz is back in a couple weeks or he is back by week one, like at the very least, he seems like he's going to be missing training camp right. or at least a good chunk of it which is significant because he's working with new teammates and I know he's worked with Frank Reich before, but it's still not like it's not the exact Eagles 2017 offense. Like it's a new system. So he's trying to learn all that and the Eagles or the Colts, all NFL teams really already had shortened off seasons to begin with. So like this is less time for him to get like all that under his belt. And I think that's significant too. When you look at their schedule early on, which I just pulled up here and the Colts start the season, Jimmy with the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, and the Dolphins, and the Ravens, before then getting kind of a little bit of respite with the Texans there. So that's like five kind of tough games out of the gate that Carson Wentz isn't necessarily even, like, is he going to even be available for all those? We don't know. And if he is, he's not going to have, like, all the time in the world to kind of get ready for it. So uh, not the best thing for the Colts. I also wanted to mention that. Oh, it's not good for the Colts. <laughs> that's for sure. Not I good mean, for like, the Colts. We're like, from our perspective, you know, we're, we're looking at it from the perspective of, of the Eagles and you know, the mm-hmm. potential loss of, of a, of a first-round pick and getting a second-round pick instead. But from their perspective, they just gave up picks for this guy that might not even be ready for the start of the season. Won't get it, as you mentioned, like, won't, won't, like, may not play at all really during training camp. And, uh, you know, we're talking about a guy here that he's smart, like he's intelligent and he can learn an offense. And, you know, even in 2016, he had that injury in the first preseason game, which kind of held him out from there on, you know, from, from then until basically the start of the season. So it's not totally out of the ordinary for him to, I mean, yeah, obviously at the first, what, three, four weeks of training camp leading up to that, uh, mm-hmm. eh, maybe like two, three weeks of training camp leading up to that first preseason game. So he did get that under his belt at least. But I mean, you're going from one team to another. You got to learn this offense and you're trying to sort of mesh with your teammates and, and all that kind of thing. Certainly his teammates are going to have questions about, you know, the kind of person that he is. So, you know, all these training camp practices are opportunities to sort of gel with those guys and he's going to miss out on all that. So yeah, not a great uh, situation for them having given up their picks and they have a good roster and, uh, you know, and they're sort of counting on this quarterback to at least be good enough uh, to be able to, you know, keep the to, to be able to you know make the most of this good roster that they have otherwise. 
And uh, now they're starting what Jacob Eason, I think I saw, which like yeah. I, I don't I didn't look up his stats or anything. I don't I don't know what kind of experience he even has in the NFL. Did you happen to look none. that up by any chance? Yeah, none. He's so he's played at all. Okay, he's a fourth round pick last year, number one twenty two overall. And his college numbers weren't like especially great or anything either. I think he was at Georgia before transferring to like Washington State or Washington or something. Um, yeah, so not great. I did want to say otherwise in Colts camp, which again is relevant to the Eagles in terms of like let's say Carson Wentz does end up playing. Um, the you know any in the like the Eagles do get the pick, or even if they don't, and it could be a high second rounder potentially like you're hoping for if Wentz doesn't hit the threshold. I mean, the Colts have kind of just had like a disruptive camp so far, other than Wentz. Um, oh, right, with, as the co- with the vaccination stuff. Yeah, They're the second lowest team in vaccination rate. But also here, I'm seeing Adam Schefter tweet this out. Um, you know, Frank Reich tested positive for COVID. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. That's kind I of like a disruption. Too, yeah. And Doug <laughs> sure. Peterson had sure. it last year. Oh, for and sure. And obviously, yeah. like, that wasn't the best thing. It's not the only reason the Eagles season went awry. But, like, you know, <laughs> it's not, like, again, the best environment here. Um, it's just another disruptive thing, as is their starting center. Ryan Kelly is out at least two weeks with a hyperextended elbow. So that's another thing. Like, he's not even working with Wentz. Like, the quarterback and the center aren't right. even, like, fully getting reps here. And then Darius Leonard, who's obviously a big star for them, hasn't been practicing due to an ankle injury. So you're really not the best start for the Colts, which could be good for the Eagles <laughs> if, you know, maybe they get that first maybe round. Maybe they get a high play. Maybe yeah, they get or like a the, high the, two. The, so. the 37th overall pick or something yeah. like that. Yeah. By the so, way, we didn't mention, by the way, uh, on the Dolphins front, too, with their first round pick. Uh, I don't think we mentioned this on the pod anyway. No. Cornerback uh, Xavier Howard uh, officially uh, requested a trade from the Dolphins. So, um, I mean, even if the Dolphins get something good in return, you would think it'd be like draft pick compensation, but that's not going to help them in the short term, which helps yeah, that the doesn't Eagles. make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would, why would the Dolphins already have a ton of picks, already trade him for more picks? But anyway. Well, I mean, if he's well, I, I, I mean, the, I bet the the outcome probably is going to be he's just going to play for them this year because, like you said, they're trying to win right now, um, and he's a good player. And at this point in the season, you're probably not going to get that much for him anyway. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, I guess, at the, you know near the trade deadline uh, two years ago, uh, basically got two first round picks. The Rams traded two first round picks uh, to the Jaguars for him, so. Uh, he was a couple years younger than Xavier Howard is now, so Xavier Howard won't get that kind of uh, return for the Dolphins. But yeah, it's uh, it's that that's certainly good news for the Eagles to have. Arguably, like is he their is he their best player? Is he Miami's best player on their roster? Maybe I would say so. But so, to me, I've, I feel like we got to get into the Eagles. Though, yeah, yeah. It's ten yeah. minutes in, <laughs> we're right. not even talking about right. today's Let's get Eagles training, training camp. practice. Uh, uh, all right. I'll, let's let's, I'll let's sort of do off. it the way that we, we, we did it. Well, the way that we did it uh, yesterday was we'll just kind of go back and forth noting uh, thing, you know, things that we thought that were of importance that happened during practice. So Brandon, go ahead lead us off. Yeah, I'll start us off with, I mean, shocker coming from me again, but Joe Flacco, Jimmy, I am just, it's, it becomes more perplexing each day <laughs> that this, I, I cannot understand why they gave him the money. He just stinks to me, man. Based on what I've seen out of him in training camp so far, I think he has been bad. I think today was his worst day. He was really inaccurate. He missed a number of throws. He overthrew six foot seven Tyree yes. Jackson at one point. <laughs> yes. I saw him overthrow a couple of other people, even just in individual drills, which, you know, that doesn't mean everything, but like, I'm just not seeing the accuracy at all. And like to contextualize this, this isn't new for Joe Flacco. He completed just 
5.2% of his attempts last year. That was a career low. And then if you look at adjusted completion percentage that PFF calculates and that like, you know, takes out drops and everything and takes out quarterback spikes, like it actually helps boost the quarterback's right, numbers right. for stuff that isn't their fault. He was 41st out of 42, only above Jalen Hurts. So like, this isn't new for him. I just think he hasn't been really – I just have not been impressed with him at all. He had one good throw that I saw to Michael Walker at one point where he rolled left and he hit him, and that was nice. But like I've just seen way more bad than good out of Joe Flacco. He had another throw in the red zone where he basically just threw into heavy traffic and uh, uh, Zach McPherson got – I mean, it should have been a pick. Like It should have been an easy pick, and McPherson dropped it. Um, but that was, I thought, his worst throw of the day. Um, just ahead of the throw that you mentioned where he met, like he wildly uh, overthrew uh, Tyree Jackson in the back of the end zone. I mean, he's still the favorite in my opinion to win the number sure. two quarterback job, because again, as we mentioned previously, he's got a 3.5 million guaranteed contract. Whereas Nick Mullins is making less than a million. He's got 200,000 guaranteed. So um, really what I've seen out of all the quarterbacks so far from Flacco to Hertz to Mullins is they're just dinking and dunking all over the field. Like, have you really seen them open it up at all? It was like really the one, the... I can think of like the, the one deep throw from Hertz to Devontae Smith yep. on, was that yesterday? That was, that was, that was yep. day two, right? But beyond that, like, I haven't seen them really take any shots down the field at all. It's been kind of crazy. That was kind of like last year too, though. So that's kind of weird. Like, I remember last year, it didn't seem like there were a ton of deep shots, especially early on in camp. Maybe we'll see that open up as camp goes along. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think Flacco especially does like to check down, though. I've seen him do that. That was my takeaway from him day one. And I actually kind of said it as a positive because like he'll check it down when there's like nothing there and like he doesn't try to force it, which I guess can have value sometimes, but not very exciting to watch. All right, so uh, moving on from the quarterbacks, are you done with them? For now, yeah. All right, so uh, we, you know, we sort of criticized uh, Andre Dillard uh, pretty heavily <laughs> yesterday uh, after the day two practice, and I thought he was better today. But there was, uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but there was a less than encouraging moment from him, in my opinion, in which uh, Derek Barnett got his got his hands up in Dillard's face, and he like kind of. It was a clear hands to the face penalty, no question. And you know, kind on of Derek Barnett, his... no way. <laughs> on uh, a penalty, he, he pushed uh, Dillard's helmet like up, up, you know, sort of over his head. And uh, Dillard took himself out of the practice, and he didn't like get any kind of medical attention. He's just kind of strolling around on the side. And like the the first team, he was with the first team offense today. Mylotta was with the second team offense uh, as they've sort of taken turns as we've gone along here so far. But the first team offense like wasn't done. They were still on the field and he took himself out and like didn't get any kind of like medical attention or anything like that. He was just kinda like he wasn't like he didn't seem to be like, you know, favoring his face in any way. Like he was like his face was hurt, but he just took himself out for some reason. Instead of just staying in and staying in and, you know, trying to you know, continue to play. And I don't know exactly what the purpose for him taking himself out was, but he took himself out and he didn't return for like a series. He came back in eventually, but I thought that was a really weird moment. And like, I I think it's fair to sort of question his toughness after a play like that. And um, again, like I said, like I thought he played better than he did yesterday. Like yesterday he was just getting wrecked in uh one-on-ones by, you know, Barnett and Sweat and, uh, you know, even guys like Teron Jackson during 11 and 11s 
was was sort of you know taking advantage of him. I thought he played better today, but that's still a moment that uh, that you know I think was was just kind of concerning to me. I didn't see that specifically. Um, I did see a moment though where Andre Dillard kind of tweaked his ankle. I don't know if you saw that at one point. Oh yes, Gennard. Yeah, there was a play. Actually, that was right after he came back in from from mm. strolling around on the sideline, and uh, Gennard Avery. Um, it was it was it was a I think it was a screen to the opposite side of the field if I recall in that play, but he was still trying to block Gennard Avery from the from the backside, and Avery just kind of whipped him on that. Like just it was a strong, it was a nice like quick inside move by Avery and Dillard whiffed. And like you said, he did kind of come up lame, look like like his foot maybe. But I was he, I, I, he hopped I around tell. on his one leg for a little okay. bit, like ooh, yeah. you know, kind of looked like he might have rolled his ankle or something, or at least that mm-hmm. kind of reaction. He stayed in, so that was good to see in that case. That I was, you know, good for him that he didn't right. come out in that case. But uh, that's the only really thing I noticed from him, uh, big today. Yeah, I guess that he, he hurt himself yourself. while dropping <laughs> he, back. He, he, I guess he uh, maybe he didn't feel like he could take himself out again right away. <laughs> like that would know, have been bad, but. Uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, my I thought played decent enough today. Uh, we had some guys out today because it was uh maintenance day. Um, which means it was an old guy day and you were a jerk and you replied to me on Twitter saying, uh, I should have been on that list too, if it was old guy day, but there were some guys on the offensive line that, uh, that didn't play like, uh, uh, Jason Kelsey was out today. Lane Johnson was out today. Their replacements today were uh, Jack Driscoll at right tackle, as you would expect. And uh, Luke Jariga got the first mm. uh, reps at, at center. And by the way, a lot of people think that uh, Jariga is actually having a good camp so far, um, which is interesting because mm. there's not a lot of spots on the roster for a guy like him to, to stick. But uh, it'll be interesting if he makes it impossible for them to cut him. Yeah, I would say he's benefiting from Landon Dickerson not practicing, you know, right. because I think it would be Dickerson in instead of him right now. So, uh, you know. Get some extra reps, get a chance to shine. Obviously, he received the biggest uh, guarantee of any Eagles undrafted rookie free agent signing, I believe, last year. And they kept him around, and he was the top center when Jason Kelsey got hurt in the Browns game last year. You know, so there's some kind of, like, thought that they like him, a little bit, at least. You know, not just, like, an afterthought uh, entirely. Um, Yeah. Uh, What else did I have here? Well, something that I noticed on defense, Jimmy was Davion Taylor, once again, linebacker one. And it seems to me that there's like a three-way battle for the other starting linebacker spot because on if correct me if I'm wrong here, but on day one it was Eric Wilson next right. to Davion Taylor. On day two it was TJ Edwards. And today it was Sean Bradley as the middle linebacker. Yeah. And specifically like I saw uh Sean Bradley like, you know, like setting the defense up, like getting the play in and everything from the sideline. I don't think they quite trust Davion Taylor with that so much. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, you know, where he's going to shine. They. He's too inexperienced for that. I mean, yeah. he's almost barely played at all in the NFL, and he only had, like, you know, uh, basically a year and a half in college. And he didn't barely play at all in high school because of his religious beliefs. But it is just kind of funny, though, because he's just like, he is he's the primary linebacker in some of <laughs> yes. these packages and like, they don't necessarily have him doing that. Um, but, but, I, but uh, again, I, I think that's smart though. Like keep giving him as many reps as they possibly can, because now is the time to do it as opposed to actually in real games. And if he shows that, you know, he can improve a lot throughout camp and, and he deserves to play when the real, when, you know, when, when the real games come around then great. And if not, then, okay, well, that's fine too. But cause at least you got him a lot of reps and maybe gave him some confidence and, and uh, you know, let him learn on the job. 
I thought he had a really good play of the day. And spoiler alert, it is my play of the day. Is it? Which we'll okay. get to later. When yeah, because I think um I think I saw I had skimmed through your notes and you kind of had charted it more as a drop for Miles Sanders. And I think that was part of it. I, I here's how I saw the play. Um, I saw it as kind of a low throw from Jalen Hurts into the front right corner of the end yes. zone during red zone drills. I, now, I think it was a low a little bit intentionally to try to you know make sure only the pass yes. catcher could get it and not like the defender didn't have a chance on it. Even still, I don't think it was the best pass I've ever seen. And Miles Sanders did have a chance to catch it. And he kind of he had it in his hands at one point as he was going to the ground, too. And I think the way that Davion Taylor came and kind of just like flattened him and almost like full out tackled him, which isn't great in the sense of like this isn't like that you know they don't have the pads on yet but if it was a real game that's exactly what you would want to see and he made sure uh Sanders wasn't able to kind of like recover it or hold on to it as he was going to the ground and I just think like the closing speed you know we we talk about or we hear about like one of the big appeals of Davion Taylor is how fast he is and I saw it there the way he kind of was able to keep with Sanders and also kind of fly in and make sure like he finished the play there I thought that was really encouraging like we've seen Davion Taylor running with the first team but I haven't really like noticed him a ton actually doing positive things so far. I also thought he had another good, I think, run stop today where he kind of just like blew up a play or, or was quick to the ball. So kind of seeing more activity from him, and that's a good sign. We have uh, more Wentz news, uh, oh and you guys will probably have already seen this by the time this is published. But Michael Silver says, Mike Silver, whatever, uh, I'm told the Wentz foot injury involves a bone and a ligament. Colts have been hoping for better news are bracing for possible surgery. <laughs> so, so Jimmy, when do the Colts trade for Nick Foles? <laughs> How about Joe Flacco? I mean, <laughs> sure. Do it. Foles is funnier though. Like, imagine they did. Imagine they, imagine oh they, traded for they can't Foles. do it. They <laughs> can't do it. They can't, it can't happen. Like, and it would kind of, it would kind of make sense because of the Frank Wright connection sense. there too. So like, Oh my God. It makes total sense from the Colts <laughs> trying to win. It makes no sense from them being committed to Wentz. Like if they right. trade for Foles, then they're just taking the L on Wentz. Like it's over already. <laughs> oh my God. It's just, like oh, these reports the just keep getting worse and worse and worse as the day goes along. It's crazy. All right, let's take a quick break here and we'll come yeah. back and we'll f- sort of finish out our uh, Eagles training camp notes. Do we want to hear uh, some something about uh, Righteous Fallon though first? Uh, Righteous on Craft Jerky. Go get it by going to rightsofselling.com. It's great. You need it as the Eagles are starting to play real games soon. And honestly, probably the best thing to eat, too, if you're reading my practice notes at bleedinggreennation.com or Jimmy's practice notes on affiliatewist.com. It's just like the perfect accompaniment to those. So get yourself some Right to Sell and Craft Turkey by going to rightsofselling.com using discount code BGN15. Same discount code at wildnaturepet.com for 15% off dog treats. Jimmy. Yeah, and, and if you're looking to buy or sell a house, uh, Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, 856-906-9295. Brandon? Back after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
and Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back here on BGN Radio, our training camp, day three edition. Jimmy, what is your next observation since I left off with Davian Taylor? Oh, 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 real quick, there's another tweet. Another tweet. He, he, just, he just kind of recaps the Colts camp so far, and it's pretty much everything that you already said. But yeah. he, he has a bullet pointed. Uh, new quarterback Carson Wentz out indefinitely with a foot injury. Pro Bowl center Ryan Kelly out at least two weeks with a hyperextended elbow. Head coach Frank Wright te- tested positive for COVID. Linebacker Darius Leonard not practicing due to ankle injury. Uh-huh. So he heard you somehow. He heard our podcast before. It's well, that was Schefter. Somehow. Yeah, I was I was citing Schefter and tweeted that out. Um, oh, okay. Well, he, what's your uh, next okay, thing? Gotcha. All right. So I would say, well, I guess we left off what on the defense. You know who I like, by the way, so far? Is uh, Josiah Scott. Yeah. He had was, that pick uh, on the first day. He had a pick on the first day. He sort of wrestled it away from Kenny Gainwell. And then today mm-hmm. he had a he had a play where uh, Jason Huntley was sort of late to get his head around uh, on a swing mm-hmm. pass. And uh, he still might have had a chance to, catch, to make the catch anyway. But uh, sort of in the same way that you just mentioned with Davion Taylor, where like he just made sure that um, the play wasn't made once there was sort of, uh, you know, the opportunity to make sure that the play wasn't going to be made. And he just kind of uh, violently uh, attacked Huntley's hands uh, sort of as the ball was arriving. And, um, you know, he's a guy that is small. He's 5'9", 185. But what I've liked out of him so far, first of all, when I watched his uh, his Jaguars games, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, he was a really good tackler. And he, he's a physical tackler. And um, I, I've seen that same physical nature of his sort of carry over early on into this Eagles camp. And I think he's going to be a decent player, at least like sort of a, you know, a small like role player that he didn't play at all in special teams for the Jaguars last year, which is weird because I think he, you know, sort of has that ability in him because he's a good tackler why and he's got good speed. Why wouldn't you be mm-hmm. using him on special teams? Uh, which I don't, I don't know why they weren't, but whatever. So I, I think there's go- maybe a role for that him here and uh, I think it's sort of as a backup slot corner, um, I, I think he's like a legitimate player. And and uh, I was sort of skeptical of the of the trade that they made for him. I mean, it's only a six-round pick, which, you mm-hmm. know, isn't like a huge deal. But, you know, you don't want to just be giving your picks away for nothing. But uh, after having seen him a little bit in camp and having watched his uh, Jaguars tape, uh, I actually do think that was a decent trade. Maybe uh, the Jaguars, who were the worst team in the NFL last year <laughs> and then hired a very questionable head coach, <laughs> right. don't know what they're doing. Um, right, right. We'll see about that one. Uh, how do you feel about Jalen Hurts, Jimmy? Um, because I feel like today, I think I saw more good than bad. I wasn't overly blown away. I didn't actually have a ton of notes about him when I looked done like at what I had. I don't think there were any like any especially impressive highlight plays. Um, a couple of nice throws in there. But, like, nothing that really blew me away. Um, I did see he had a nice completion to Dallas Goddard in the front right quarter of the end zone. Yeah, that was his best he, throw of the day. He hit uh, Jason Kroom on, like, a back shoulder kind of 
catch at mm-hmm. one point. Um, he did overthrow Greg Ward terribly, kind of like in Carson Wentz fashion, just yes. like on an out route, way Wa- out of bounds, way over his head. Yeah, like how so, Carmichael would have had no chance of coming down with that throw. See, I think he's been fine, but uh, Jimmy, I think so. All right, I wrote this in my article, and I'll say it now. I think you can make a case. I think you could argue that Nick Mullins has been the best passer <laughs> in Eagles yeah. training camp so far. Now, I want to make it clear that passer, passer. And yeah. I'm not saying quarterback because obviously a practice setting isn't friendly, you know, to a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who obviously right. has a lot of mobile ability and isn't going to be able to realistically showcase that all, or at least valuably, because the defense can't touch him. But I think we're just look- looking from a passing standpoint and we're counting that it's just the three days of practice. I just think Mullins has been the best passer. Not that even he has done like anything incredible. It's just that he's been like accurate. He's gotten the ball out quick. And I think he had the sixth quickest time to throw last year, you know, so there he kind of has a track record of doing that. Yeah. And then that just hasn't made is Yeah. It's it's like favorable for that though, too. Sure. But he hasn't made like dumb mistakes either. Not that Hertz has made a ton, but I just haven't seen like Mullins do like a lot that's like obviously bad and wrong. And now again, he's working against a third string defense, which you could argue I think is much tougher than Mm -hmm. what Jalen Hertz is working against um, when you're, you know, factoring everything in there. But uh, but yeah, how do you feel about Hertz so far through three days? Yeah, well, you mentioned all the valid throws, all the noteworthy throws today, the the completion to Goddard. He also overthrew Goddard too. The, the throw that to Miles Sanders that you mentioned earlier is like a back shoulder throw, but not necessarily a back shoulder throw because it was purposely low. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the, the overthrow to Greg Ward was was a bad one. And then he had another throw in the middle of the field to uh, Devontae. And uh, that was off target, but somehow Devonte like reacted very quickly to it and <laughs> sort of reached oh, yeah. like down into his left and snagged it out of the air. He's very, he's very good. I, you can tell already. Like Devonte is a very good player. Um, and that was a I short think, catch, right? That was only like yeah. five yards or so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it was a very easy throw to make, and he just missed him like kind of badly mm. too. And Devonte caught it anyway. Um, so yeah, I think the accuracy concerns are still. Very much there. Uh, yeah. We got to see improvement there. The one thing I will say is he hasn't taken off and run anywhere near with the frequency that he did uh, when he was a rookie during camp last year. Now we still do see a little bit of that from him, but mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I think that the desire to want to get better at you know some of the things that he isn't as good at, which is you know some of the things you know just being sort of like a pocket passer. You don't want him to be a pocket passer in real games because you want him to be able to use uh, his legs and, and, and make plays with his legs or whatever. But now is like the time to, to get better at the things that you're not super comfortable with. And I think he's done a good job at least doing that. So, I mean, through the first three practices, he's been up and down and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think you can, I don't think anyone can say that he's been bad. I don't think anyone can say that he's been really good. Uh, but uh, it's it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see more as, as we go along. And there's going to be, what, like 22, 23 practices that we'll be able to watch in full. And, uh, you know, but but early on, I would just say sort of up and down, which is about what I would have expected. Yeah, I don't see any kind of like night and day difference from last year, if anyone was expecting that. But, you know, it's three days and we'll see how he builds. I think he's, you know, again, his first day was his worst day, and he's gotten better overall since then. So we'll see yes, if he can continue. Yes, I agree with that. He's definitely improved as we've gone along so far. If he can continue to kind of stack those, and that'll be encouraging. But we'll see. 
Um, Jimmy, why don't we get to our MVP, LVPs, and then play of the day, even though I think I spoiled some of this, which is fine, but we'll just kind of crystallize <laughs> right. it here. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Mullins, actually, as my MVP today, okay. uh, in part because of how bad Flacco was, and in part because, I, again, I think he's been the best passer so far. Um, I don't even know if he's going to make the roster, but he's, he's making a case for himself so far. Like, if he kind of continue, if, if it goes at this rate, Nick Mullins without a doubt, should be the number two quarterback. I mean, I already think he should be to begin with, but, like, it'll be, like, there's there's no even dispute if it continues at this rate that he deserves it. So he's my MVP. Who's yours? Mine's Josh Sweat, uh, mm. who's been very good so far in, in this camp just in general. He had a play today where it was a toss play to the outside. It's, it's almost sort of like uh, like a little bit of an option type of play. And uh, he got up the field so quickly that he probably would have caught the toss and taken it back for a touchdown. But instead, Jalen Hurts recognized that like he was gonna like that was what was gonna happen. So he just ate it like, and he just took the loss on that play. Uh, so Josh Sweat, that was the big play that he made today. Uh, also saw some good pass rushes out of him. Uh, but yeah, he he's had a good camp so far, and he carried that over uh, into today as well. My LVP is Joe Flacco. <laughs> and I already kind of explained it. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, so was was Flacco throwing in the Huntley play? Is that what you were talking about earlier? It was kind of like, uh, like he didn't get his head. Quarterback. I don't know who the quarterback was on that. Because maybe that's what that was. But to me, I saw Flacco throw behind Jordan Howard. And Jordan Howard like clearly had to like reach behind him in a, on the throw to the flat. And then it was like a play or two later where I also saw Jason Huntley like not be able to get his hands on the ball. That looked like it was like a heater. And it was also kind of thrown behind him. Maybe Huntley didn't you know get out of his break or whatever. It looked quick enough. But the Howard one, at the very least to me, looked like it was behind him. And how Flacco has had accuracy issues. So... Flacco gets the LVP for me. What about you? Oh, you know what we didn't mention, by the way? We should mention this quickly. Is uh, uh, Nick Sirianni stopped practice today to sort of yeah. like ream the team out. And, you know, I think there were questions over whether he was going to have, you know, the um, – whether he was just going to be like a rah-rah guy and like, you know, the, the rock, paper, scissors guy. And like, can he like hold players accountable and can he get on guys if like they're if they're screwing up? And he did that today, or at least attempted to. So, like, I thought that was, you know, sort of interesting to see. Like, he stopped practice and called the whole team together, and he stood in the circle of the players, and uh, he got on them a little bit. So, uh, I think that was uh, sort of an interesting to see on the third day of camp, no less. Uh, he's anyway, very hands-on. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's bouncing around from from position group to position group throughout the entire practice. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I've liked what I've seen out of And, by the way, he's gotten far, far better in uh, press conferences too. Like I think, you know, after the first day of practice, when he talked to the media, he was like way more comfortable than, than he's been all along. Um, anyway, uh, I'll give my LVP to, uh, I'm going to go Carson Wentz. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's, I told you we can do, you know, there's, it's just for fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. We're going to, okay. Ta- I'll take Carson I like Wentz. All right, you're going to give it to Carson Wentz. Um, My play of the day, as I kind of already spoiled, is Davion Taylor kind of breaking up that throw to Hurts. I was kind of looking for something to see out of Davion Taylor because, again, he's been getting all these reps, which is nice. But, like, show me something. Like, why are you getting all these reps? And today I kind of saw it. So uh, that was good to see. I think if you're looking for pleasant surprises this season, a lot of people are expecting the Eagles linebackers to be, like, the worst in the league or some of the worst. And if Taylor actually can be good – even not, you know, a star, but can be like kind of good and exciting. Well, that would be, you know, nice to see. And that would be mm-hmm. a big deal. 
Yeah, this isn't exactly uh, a Joe Montana to Jerry Rice connection here, but uh, I'm going to go with the Nick Mullins uh, TD pass to Jack Stoll, Jack Stoll. <laughs> uh, over TJ Edwards uh, in the. I thought yes. it was a pretty pass. It's a good route by Stoll, and uh, he got into the end zone. Uh, short practice again, hour and ten yeah. minutes. There weren't a lot of highlights today, so <laughs> but uh, that would be mine. Uh, it is the first day of camp where Devontae Smith has not came up, come up in player of the play of the day. So uh, poor, De, poor Devontae. Although you kind of mentioned the maybe an honorable mention nice earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay, Jimmy. Uh, anything else here before we wrap up day three? Nope. Let's. Uh, let's. I'm gonna have some beers. I'm gonna enjoy a nice night of sleep, and uh, we'll be back at it. Yes. On Saturday, in a weird, rare, 5:30 p.m. practice. And we will have the post-practice podcast either up that night or the next day. We don't know yet. We're going to figure it out. We'll see you know, what happens in practice and everything and, and just how soon we have to record. We're going to figure it out for you. But at the very, very least, it'll be up on Sunday, which is the off day for the Eagles before they resume practice again on Monday. So stay tuned for all that. And make sure you don't miss the episode by subscribing slash following along with the BGN Radio podcast on the bleeding your nation podcast feed uh leave a rating review all that good stuff follow me on twitter at brandon gotten follow jimmy kemsky on twitter at jimmy kemsky follow bleeding green nation phillyvoice.com for our practice notes in addition to uh what we talked about here there are some things in our notes that we don't talk about so it's not just like we're reading the notes like there's value in both listening to the podcast and reading the notes and sometimes what we describe here yeah give us the click so (laughs) go do that and we will be back with you here soon we'll talk to you next time Goodbye, everybody. B G N.